0: Triple XP.
1: hello and I mean, welcome to triple xp podcast um we are gaming news and more basically and uh, you can find us on youtube spotify and all the other good places and uh today we've got uh shame with us hello hello and we have uh ryan our blog writer so who the fuck I... are you Ryan?
2: hi guys uh i'm the one that's got the the very, very pressured role of being the first guest, but also the one that brings your opinions to life on, on the on the paper and tweets <laughs> in there. and in the blog. So no pressure. You know, you have to actually read the blog because I'm here now, so I do
3: exist. He
1: is
2: real.
3: True. We didn't make him up. It's not just one of us, <laughs> Ghostwriting. Just by <laughs> the, uh,
1: the uh, pen name of Ryan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no would pick that name up, like... On Their own, anyway, I don't think.
2: Just so Ryan, of,
3: uh, one of Mike's many catfish names. It's <laughs> yes. just
1: he's the uh, great just Ryan Barber, just Ryan, nothing else, no second names.
2: I can confirm that Shane is Shane, I have met Shane, but I cannot confirm that Mike is not a catfish. He may also be catfishing me, and maybe so,
0: yes.
3: Yeah, so Ryan is um, a part of the Triple XP team, as you said, and uh, he's someone that I've known for 20 plus years now, Um, and we've played many a game together, Um, and he shares uh, some very interesting and different views, um, as well as some very similar views to me on gaming, and we often have arguments, so he's going to be a great guest today. You pride (laughs) yourself on that fact, and you tell a lot of people that we disagree almost
2: daily.
1: Mainly
3: about video games. It's
1: almost like a badge of honor at this point.
3: I, I mean, me arguing and forcing my opinion on people is pretty much my daily job. So <laughs> it's also Sorry. not a difficult badge to earn. No, it's not. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Um, but anyway, Ryan, is there anything else you wanna you wanna say before we move on?
2: Um, thank you for having me. Um, obviously, listened to it last week. Uh, really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really excited to see where it goes. So yeah,
3: I'm glad to be a part of it. Wonderful. Wow. Well then, let's uh, let's move into what we've been playing, shall we, Mike?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So, um,
3: so, do you want to kick it off, Mike? Uh,
1: this week. Let's what, we'll let our
3: let our guest kick it off. Our guest kick it off. Yeah. <laughs> on, Ryan, what do you got for us this week? <laughs> wow. I mean. I have
2: recently come into a fair bit of time, what with the COVID situation and a redundancy, which is always pleasant, but it has meant that my backlog has been getting smaller and smaller. Um, And one major game that was on my backlog, which Shane, you have been assisting me with and actually was discussed last week, is Divinity. So we have been playing a lot of Divinity and we've found that we, um, (laughs) we always want to go back, even once we've done it, even if we've been... Horrible bastards, and we've killed the entire fort. um You know, we wake up in the morning, we're still like, I just want to go back again and do that other quest. I just need to poison some more people and set more people on fire. And there's just something about that game at the moment that just kind of has got its claws in me.
3: Yeah, I'm a, a bit obsessed. We've, um, Very obsessed. much so. Because I've been working at 6 a.m. this week, and I'm finding myself at 5 to 6 in the morning texting Ryan about what we're going to do on Divinity when i get home (laughs) but that's how obsessed we are like oh let's go do this quest oh let's go do this quest oh i was looking up last night ryan about this quest because i was a bit unsure about it yeah
0: despite Um,
2: us finishing that game probably five hours prior to you waking up anyway um yeah you don't leave it much time really between stopping playing divinity and going to
3: work but but to give you an update mike because um obviously last week when we when we discussed this we were level four um and we were still in the fort we're still in fort joy and we hadn't actually escaped the fort at that point technically but we we had got the escape sort of quest line um we are now we've now left the fort we can tell you that there is not a single person alive in the fort and the fort at all apart from two children and two elves in the cave naturally um, the the we,
1: unkillable l- children
3: literally we've murdered everyone Every, not and <laughs> Some people we didn't even want to murder. They just got in. They, we got in an argument, and then they were like, "Oh, I'll draw your weapons!" So we had to kill them.
1: We um, just had to. There's no no other choice. You'll find
3: I, that Jade sells all
1: of our stuff to
2: the traders, then pit pockets them, and is always caught. And therefore, we get a fight. Um, he he says it's not his fault, but I think he set out with the intention of triggering that fight anyway. So
1: this sounds so, so similar to when we all played like me, you, Aaron and Shane, where Shane was just running around, getting in fights. We were just kind of like playing clean up. (laughs) The the
2: one thing you learn very quickly, especially playing a game like Divinity with Shane, is you are at Shane's mercy because (laughs) whether you want to fight them or not, you're fighting them. It's just, it's done. It's written. And it's not a question of when, it's not a question of like, is this person going to be killed or are we going to fight them? It's when, Like, Have they got a relevant quest? Yes. Right. You have a purpose until that purpose is no more, and then you're dead.
0: Do you have a purpose? No,
3: dead. And (laughs) I found, um, what I've discovered is if you sell things to people and take all their money and then murder them, you can take all the stuff back off them again. So it's just efficient (laughs) business, man, really. (laughs) Every time you play a
1: game, you just find a really efficient way to murder people, shit.
3: Just a really efficient
0: <laughs> murder. The,
2: the weirdest um, thing is, though, is that people play video games to escape their daily grind, and yet Shane seems to be gravitating back to how he lives his normal life anyway. It is really <laughs> That's really it's really weird. So, yeah, a mass murderer. <laughs> uh, did I say that on podcast? Are we recording?
3: <laughs> no, we are enjoying it, though, and um, actually, good. this time round... Um, we've discovered a lot of quests uh, that that I never got round to doing the first time. Either I never found them, or I was uh, too weak and too shit at the game to do it myself. Um, and our, our team's very much fallen into actually a quite a good team now that bounces off each other quite a lot um, and works well to, with, with each other. So no, it, it really enjoying that. Yeah, it's it, it's just it one of those problem games. Oh, sorry, rank I was going to say, it takes up
1: a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's yeah, just off the back of that, it's, it's one of those games that you can just pour hours into, and the more you put into it, the kind of more you get out as well.
0: Mm.
2: There's a sickening yeah. feeling when Shane turns around and says, You realise this island is only like 10% of the game. And <laughs> I'm sitting there when I save it, I'm like, We've played this for short on 17 hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 17 hours of Port Joy. Yeah, but it's like a sixty to ninety hour
2: game, isn't it? I'm hoping, I'm yeah. hoping that I get a job.
1: <laughs> the way the shame
2: plays, because yeah, there's a sixty to ninety hour if you're going through and sparing everyone, <laughs> it's not counted for killing every single NPC in the game.
1: Yeah, so double that.
2: Double it at
3: least. Yeah. <laughs> Look, right, the combat is really good in it. I just like fighting things. Why? <laughs> right.
2: You'll find you'll find that things just end up on fire, and that is it. I might tweet the picture out later on. Um, That's Jane decided to, yeah, he decided to sort of, he, he thought he was sitting pretty down, uh, down on the floor, <laughs> and um, he just cast a spell, and I don't know if it missed or what, but the entire floor was on fire. There was no way that you could go. Um, and uh, to be honest, every, every battle since has just been that. It's been either the floor is poison, then the floor is fire, the floor is fire, then the floor is fog, uh, then the floor is poison like, fog. Poison <laughs> fog, and then the floor is back to fire again. It's poison just fire fog. fog. It, it, honestly it's. Uh, I mean, the it's only one I can think of. It's a shit show. Yeah,
3: I agree. It's an absolute absolute <laughs> mess. So um, yeah,
1: that, that's... yeah. So shame. What have uh, what have you been? You've been playing Divinity as well, but what else have you not to
3: yeah, well, that's the only game I've actually had a chance to play this week. Between between work and putting in sixteen hours of Divinity, I uh, haven't oh. had much time to play <laughs> anything else. But what I have really got into, and it's slightly off from the, the gaming tangent, is Cobra Kai. I oh. am obsessed.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned this.
3: Absolutely obsessed. I know Ryan hasn't seen it, and this will be spoiler free. Yeah, yeah um, no spoilers. But he, oh, I, I, I like the I like the quiet kid film. I think it's a great film. It's not, I don't think it's, it's not one of my favourite films. It's not one I go back to and watch a lot. It's a good film, but it's not amazing, in my opinion. It's not like a brilliant film.
1: It it wasn't Um, one of my favourite films. And then I watched Cobra Kai and then I went back and watched it and I was like, weirdly emotional watching it. (laughs) It was really weird. I was um... about
2: to ask that question. (laughs) Have you both watched it since watching Cobra Kai then? like, I haven't finished Cobra Kai yet. Okay. So
3: Uh, I might go back and watch it after I finish Cobra Kai um sure. but it 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 does a lot of because and mike because having rewatched the film recently um it has that whole essence of the history of repeating itself it, yeah it does um, yeah
0: yeah.
3: and it but a, a lot of the stuff it does i think it does better than what the film did like the way that it tackles certain subjects
1: yeah um, it's it's definitely has a more modern take on everything uh it does. obviously but it's still got the heart of, like, an 80s film, even down to, like, the soundtrack and everything. It's
3: Oh, 100%. It is an 80s teen drama with karate, which is literally my favourite sentence.
0: (laughs) What more do you need?
3: Well, exactly. But the good thing with the show um, that I'm finding, that I'm finding really interesting, is because the film very much focuses on Daniel LaRusso and him... As being the karate kid, Um, and it it, the focus is so much on him that you never really learn much about the other characters. Yeah. Whereas this this flips it all on its head, and there are flips the script. (laughs) And it literally does do that. There are scenes where they talk about things that happened in the film, but they're talking about it from the perspective of the other characters, and then you start to think, well, actually, Daniel LaRusso wasn't as nicely pie as he's like portrayed in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah, it just really makes you sort of think about the different perspectives of the of, of bullies and those involved in these like high school battles. yeah, um, I do think it's absolutely ridiculous though that they live in a town where you win a single under eighteens karate championship, and all of a sudden you are like king of the fucking world. <laughs> like every girl age? wants to date you that's, everyone wants to be you because you can do karate that's
1: just how it works in america i'm
3: sure it's, it's, that, that, that's it yeah just go I to america and learn karate and you can be um famous basically
2: i did karate when i was a kid and i never got that kind of satisfaction although to be fair i was uh, i was shit at it so it's, um, <laughs> yeah no, you, you gotta got to be really the best man it. yeah no, <laughs> I mean, i'll be honest you're probably gonna lose some respect for me now but i have not actually seen karate kid either so.
3: Uh, well, we know what you need to go away and do and then write a blog about. Yeah, well, I'll be back, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> go now. Well, um, I mean, I started watching it Wednesday, and between Wednesday and us recording today, which is Friday, I have watched the entirety of Season 1, and I'm three episodes into Season 2. Um, and Season 2 is developing very nicely. The, I'm, It's not
1: not a spoiler, but the end of Season 1 is so good.
3: It's just that, like, whole, yes, that whole it's so good. final episode, yeah, yeah, um, it's just so well done, and even the amount of like different karate styles you see, it's just yeah, it's so well done. Yeah, it's
1: really fucking cool. And I
3: think, like for cheesy acting, it's actually quite enjoyable acting. There's there's nothing about the show that makes me go, oh, this is lame. like yeah. everything's done in a really like packaged really really well. Um. And as I say, I I went into it thinking I'm probably not going to like this. I I like the film, but it's not all that. It's, I'm probably going to end up coming away from this thinking, mere And I fell in love within and half an episode, <laughs> yes. half halfway through the first episode. I was like, right, this is for me." I've just seen a grown man commit uh, do karate on kids. This is what I want in my life.
0: <laughs> karate on kids,
3: on kids, on them, kicking them at them, shit.
1: all around them, in and, and around, like, around while the face, playing,
3: like. 80s Guns and Roses. <laughs> yeah. What more do you want in life? But it's it's,
1: it's that I'm kind sold. of cheesiness where it's just good, and it's, it doesn't make you angry watching it. Like it's just yeah, it's it's, it's just, just a wholesome so wholesome.
3: Yeah. Teen drama. Just a wholesome teen drama with karate and so weird 80s undertones. Here's the question for you: Then is
2: it a is it a Netflix show that you sit down and you watch? almost like did it, like you dedicate your time to watching it? Or is it one of these Netflix shows that you put on while doing something else like the Switch or something else like that? Where does it stand I, within that
3: for you? I haven't. I can't take my eyes off the screen when I'm watching it.
1: Yeah, for me, I I very rarely watch a lot of TV. I watch a, a series and if it doesn't grab me, it'll just be on in the background. And, and I, I originally had the intentions of just having it on in the background while they did other stuff and they just ended up sat there my baby like just we were both watching it just having the best time so is your
2: baby <laughs> gonna become a karate kid then is that the aspiration yeah that's that she's really training have?
1: she's in training right now nice i look forward to
3: that <laughs> just before we move on ryan can we just confirm that when you do go away after tonight and watch the karate kid can you please for the love of god watch the original and not the remake Otherwise, we're going to be having a very different discussion in the oh, future. God, yeah.
2: Don't even bother. I will, I will dedicate the time to watching both the original
3: and the remake. No, don't don't even touch the remake. Too late. No, go I'm near it.
2: Committed to it. I've committed
3: to it. You can watch Quiet Kid 2, where, where he trains the, uh, the girl. That's fine. That's not a bad film. But yeah, I've seen that one. Go near the remake. No, I
1: have it's seen right. that one, but it's, it's not years ago.
3: It's not, it's not bad. It's not as good as the first. It's basically the first one again. Yeah. Of a girl. <laughs> it's literally the same exact same story for girl. Does it end the same way?
0: because uh, everyone, everyone knows
3: how knows how karate kid
2: ends. That's the thing. That's true. Everyone knows. It's, it's one of those films that you just gotta go into just knowing it, whether you've seen it or not. Like it's one of those classic films that the the, the sort of the first ninety minutes means nothing because you already
0: know who <laughs> yeah. wins and
3: who loses. It also has the like one of the most memorable men in TV, Mr Miyagi. Oh, yeah. Oh, Everyone yeah. knows who Mr Miyagi is.
1: What an absolute lad! You know, what, after watching that, I'll have, I'll have to I'll post a picture on Twitter later. Um, my screensaver on my Mac is Mr Miyagi's like approval nod. <laughs>
0: Amazing. <laughs> That's Amazing. how much I
1: loved Cobra Kai. Just like, it's, I need this so, man so approval of so my every good. action on there. Oh, when I use my Mac.
3: I can't decide which karate style I like more. The <laughs> defensive, miyagi though, or the strike first, no mercy of yeah. Cobra Kai.
1: I don't know. I think I think it's all about being a badass.
3: Uh, yeah, so do I. I think it's all about being Cobra Kai. But yeah. anyway, um, I Cobra think guy. we should probably move on from Cobra Kai because we, we could be sitting here talking about that all night long. Yeah,
2: to uh, be one, the, the, the one thing I'd like to do there is an aspiration for this podcast. You've got to get Mr Miyagi on here.
1: I mean, that's going to be a stretch. I
3: mean, it's going to be a, stretch. <laughs> I mean, a real stretch. Yeah,
1: because well, I mean, he passed away like he like five yeah. years ago or something. We can
2: we can work with it. Possibly, <laughs> we I don't feel like stuff. We can do it. Ooh, Need I that with know, me. Don't know how I feel about that. Need <laughs> that with me. Don't let your like dreams feel like be dreams.
3: Taking a dead legend onto our podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be adding a fourth segment, guys. It's called Dead Legend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just bust out a Ouija board and we'll go. <laughs> it could work. It could work. It's one never baby. So, Mike, what have you been playing anyway? Um,
1: this week, I've gone. I've gone full Greek mythology, and I'm uh, I'm replaying God of War, which I know is Norse, the new, the latest one, anyway. But um, I've just been. So excited about Ragnarok that I was just like, I need to go back in. I need to redo it. I need to get the platinum on it as well. So yeah, I've I'm just looking been, forward to I just started, it as well,
3: to be honest.
1: Yeah. Um, I just started a new game. Not new game plus. <laughs> um, Just started again. Um, I'm just having a really nice time. I even like Atreus. I think he's a, he's a pretty good character, although he's really annoying and like a little brat. But. I can relate to that because I'm a dad, so I'm used to a little brat. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's betray- he's, be- he's betrayed very well in that game. Yeah, very well. He's so good. Did you not like him first play for them?
1: Um, I mean, he's, he just he's just a bit of a dick, isn't he? I like, mean, get like yeah, mid game. Is he a dick or is he just the child? I mean, he's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. a dick he is. <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah, like he- he's just he's just full of attitude and he's like
3: yeah. in fairness he
2: lacks discipline doesn't he that's the problem and it's that the superiority complex he kind of has
3: yeah but in fairness you know when you're young and it's like oh my dad can beat your dad <laughs> if your dad is fucking Kratos <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah no one's messing, messing with gonna
3: have a bit of an attitude problem
1: no one's messing with the in the schoolyard are they let's face yeah, it
3: exactly Exactly, there, he gets pushed over. Well, my dad is literally the god of war and he's going to come fuck you up. Like, <laughs> right. soz mate.
1: With your shit karate.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> my god has killed pantheons of gods. What has your
1: dad done? Heaps of gods. Heaps of gods.
2: But, um... how, are you, um,
3: how are you finding, going back to it? Is it, are you having the same enjoyment as the first time you played through or are you tackling it in a different fashion to the first time you played it?
1: No, you, you know what, I think... Um... Like, because I obviously know the story and stuff, so I'm just kind of, like, absorbing the world a bit more now. And I'm not trying to, like... Because when I I get into a game, I'm like... I'll either go from want to play absolutely everything, like, with The Last of Us 2. I really wanted to explore, like, every tiny little bit and thinking I'll I'll get the Platinum the first way, you know, the first playthrough. But um, with God of War, I was just like... I could explore, but I just need... I need that story, I need to keep going... And I really pushed through towards like mid game to the end. I really pushed through it. Um, so this time around, I'm really exploring and uh, just trying to find every little nook and cranny and absorbing all of the story and lore.
0: Because...
2: It's interesting you say that because you know, it is such a, like an immersive world, and they build such a great, they built such a great game from it, like beginning to end, that they give you all this extra stuff and we're almost conditioned now to feel guilty that we aren't doing it yeah, and you get yeah. to that point where you it, and I was the same as you you know i i spent the start of god of war doing everything like you know going exploring just searching everywhere just trying to find and then actually i felt like i was losing momentum in the story itself and therefore in my first playthrough i just like pummeled it through towards the end because i wanted that that urgency and that that kind of that story narrative to carry me through because if you have that urgency and then suddenly you kind of go actually I've got to go all the way back to do this, this and this. You just you lose the story that it does so well to build. Yeah. So it's, it's quite interesting actually that I wasn't the only one to sort of
1: that problem. But I think some of the best best moments in that game are um, when you're in the boat and um, mm-hmm. the head guy, I can't remember his name. Mimir, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, where you're you know, he's telling you a story and lore about like all of the Norse mythology. And I think those are like such cool moments. I remember when I first started playing, I'd just sit in the boat and wait. I'd like to reach my destination because if you get off, he stops the story, doesn't he? So Mm. I'd just sit and wait and like listen to the story and I just want more of that and more of the lore.
3: See, I do find that with, and particularly with that genre of game, particularly with the story driven action um, style of games where I would find that I generally on that on that main playthrough, I don't stop to do all of the side stuff, and and because I find the the story is often paced so well, that when you come away from that story pacing, you it, it, sometimes the pacing feels then off because you've gone off somewhere else that feels completely out of what you've been doing, and and slows the pacing to a different, di- puts the pacing in a different direction. Um, and those sort of games are ones I always find that I, uh, included Last of Us to be fair, they're ones I always find that I kind of just have to plough through at the pace of the game and wants me to, to do the story at because otherwise I find it becomes a bit sort of almost discombobulated as to the pacing of what's going on because I'm too busy fanning about in this random cupboard looking for a book or a comic book or some shit that they put there to make me find later for when I come and do my second playthrough um, that I find it quite hard to to not just like today like, to tie away from the story on my first playthrough on most of those type of games. Yeah, no, I,
1: I totally agree with that. To be fair, yeah, um, no, I think like PlayStation are like hitting you with those really well paced stories, or also trying to expand the world to make them bigger and like you know kind of worth that £67, well now seventy pound uh, price would drop. You say,
3: um, would you say that they're uh, hitting you with their best shot? <laughs> yes, Almost you know God the worst. Worst. A with, there, but...
1: with God of War, it's a, it's a nice shot to the face,
3: a nice arrow yeah. straight into the skull,
1: shot through the heart. Shot um, the heart. I've, I've also carrying on the Greek, uh, Greek mythology theme. I've been playing Hades on the Switch. I picked it up um, last night, the night before. And I went, I went to bed, all tucked up in my Switch, because it is the bedtime console. We just play it for like an hour or so before bed. Um, makes you sleepy. Yeah, yeah. It makes but me so sleepy when I to bed. Hades is so fucking good, man. It is so good. It's like so a first
3: question, yeah, Hold that's on. what I was about to say. What is it? Because I've never heard of it, or seen it, or played <laughs> it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, it's basically a, a roguelike, a bit similar to Dead Cells. It's made by okay. Super Super Giant, um, who don't make bad games. They made Bastion, um, yeah, Transistor, I, Bastion. and Transistor
3: and Fire. Yes, yeah. I'm aware of all those games. They're all very very good games. Yeah, yeah. They're very aware. art, very artsy as well. They look really good.
1: But yeah, the art style in Hades is spot on. It's so good. All of the characters have their own unique personalities and stuff like that. All voice acted. Um, but it's just Look. it's just a real joy to play. Like, so oh, is
0: Greek it? Gods in
3: um, is it you play as a single character in it like, within the story, or is it you just have a character that's like? Is there like a bunch of different characters with different move sets?
1: Yeah, so you play as um, the son of Hades. Yep. And um, so
3: Zangorus,
2: Zangorus, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're basically trying to escape from hell. Um, so you go up level by level, hence the roguelike like element of it. Um, where you'll, you know you take different branching paths and stuff on the way through, and then you'll reach like a boss level. I only got to the first uh, boss, um, who is, is a slight spoiler, but it's Meg- Megara.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is it Megara?
1: I'm, I'm yeah. terrible at like, the Greek names, but I know you're a massive um, history buff, right, right
3: I mean, so he's, got de- he's got degree oh yeah he's got degree. there we go yeah, this, is, this is the thing <laughs> that's that's yeah. literally
1: just i just literally just remembered that oh, so you're probably okay, better yeah. taking the lead on this game to be fair <laughs> if you played was it i'm
2: kind to let you just sort of, sort of just chat through it because it's interesting because i had the same experience in terms of buying it uh as you did but mine was last night so i was, yeah. um I, i've been i'm in there with this game for a while because i don't really do roguelikes but I am always like partial to anything that is ancient Greek, yeah. ancient Roman, ancient Norse, because I've got a degree in ancient history. So I, always, I, I, love, I love the world. Uh, I love the, the gods in particular. So I was touring around with this, came off of Divinity last night from Shane. I was like, sod it. I'm just I'm just going to take the plunge. And especially seeing as Nintendo store said that this is on offer for three more hours. I was like, well, well I I know, it'd, be, it'd be rude <laughs> not to, wouldn't it? Um <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I, I, and I've, I've, I've not got to the boss yet, so thank you for spoiling it for me. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Megara, she's um, one of the many wives, concubines, whatever, of uh, of Zeus. Um, quite an important person, actually, in Greek mythology. But I, I really enjoy it. I, I really enjoy the fact that it's a different take, um, especially when you think of what other sort of Greek, um, Greek games are out there at the moment, sort of ac odyssey takes itself quite seriously to a certain extent yeah um, this is much more light-hearted you know. yeah definitely um I, I, it, it's good fun it's just it's it's a good fun hack and slash. a little bit of like tactic. you've got to think about what you're doing it's not complete permadeath to the point where you get reset which is nice i think um, i think
1: that's like the best type of roguelike where agree you'll yeah. you'll die but you won't lose all of your progress and have to like start from the beginning Kind of like how it's Dead Souls does it. Not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like Dead that's, Souls that's all... What I was... Oh, sorry, go on.
3: No, I was just going to say that's my next question is how punishing is it? Because I'm not particularly good at road likes um, and it, the, the, I always find them particularly hard. Is it a difficult one to pick up and play?
1: I, I mean, I'd say it's it's one of the, the more fair ones because... You know, you do you do have to like I've only made it to the first boss and a little bit beyond that before I died, but you'll get um like upgrades, you'll get currency, and then when you get sent back, you can kind of upgrade in your room. Um, which will obviously help you to get further the next run, and yeah. then the next run and then the next run you'll eventually like. So it's kind of like an RPG light ish roguelike in a sense. And you'll you'll unlock you different a lot of yeah, different weapons and stuff as well.
2: It doesn't punish you too much for playing the way you want to play either. Right, um, like when you get the options, you know you can you can focus on which and where and what abilities you kind of upgrade. So is it your dash? Is it your your attack? Is it your special attack? So you know it encourages that. And as far as I'm aware, I mean I haven't looked into the, the meta if there is one. If there is like a a clear win to the top. Um, I think in general it's like guys here's here's a choice do what you feel comfortable with use what you like and do crack on I had a lot of fun with it when I was playing it last night so I'll probably it yeah, some more go tonight
1: I stayed up like two hours longer than what I wanted to I went to bed for an early night and then ended up staying up really late playing it standard yeah it's has standard
2: I get mad by my partner though because the buttons keep clicking so I either have to go back downstairs or I just turn it off.
1: <laughs> oh man, <that's> so relatable.
3: <laughs> so just before we um we move on then to segment two, Ryan, you were saying before we um started recording tonight, yeah, that, um, you're doing some pretty interesting things with regards to Pokemon. Do you want to just talk us through what what that is?
0: Yeah, so. I...
3: It's so
2: interesting, um, I don't, you know, the, the demographic of Pokemon is very, very fluid at the moment, <laughs> so <laughs> some people love it, some people hate it. At the moment, one of the things that's going on is online, you can sign up for something called the Players' Cup 2, and um, the best performing players of this sort of long weekend, so, uh, of battles, so it started today and Sunday at midnight. Um then go through to a next round and qualify to actually go through into, uh, you know, money and reward winning, um, games. So you build your team. You build your team of six. Uh, double battles, standard VGC rules, which I will say to you guys as if you know what that is and what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, if if it's something that people are interested, in, I'm I'm more than happy to. But I don't want to spend too much time on it. The idea is is that I can play 15 games a day. So 15 today, 15 tomorrow, 15 Sunday. And um, depending on how well I do, depends on if I qualify or not. Uh, I can tell you now, this is Friday. I still have five more games to play today and then 30 more over the weekend. I will not be qualifying. I have done really badly. Uh, I misjudged the meta. I misjudged my team and I've been getting spanked. I think I've, I've done 10 games and I've won three. Well, that answers so the
3: question I was about to ask then. Yeah,
2: I'm ranked at about 6,500th in the UK, and I think the top 250 go through. So everyone else has to have a really bad weekend. might have a cracking one. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'm going to be very much waiting for Player Cup 3 to come
3: through. I was about to say, uh, you you said Player Cup 2. Does that mean you're not good enough for Player Cup 1? But clearly you're not.
2: This is like the sequel to Player Cup 1. I think COVID has kind of encouraged people to just battle from their home, uh, you know, from their beds next to their partners before they get kicked out of bed. So, um, yeah, that's the life of a Pokemon master now. Although, to be fair, I'm more of an Ash than a Pokemon master because yeah. I've got with anything. So, wow,
3: that's, uh, so that's, pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, that's
1: something I've, I didn't yeah. uh, realise was a thing, so...
2: there's there's like pokemon like competitive um pokemon is like massive still right and and when you start looking at it and um like most people like sword and shield uh, you know looking back at them now and playing through shield again at the moment very average games if i'm honest like compared to the rest of the franchise they're they're
1: average
3: but i've been screaming this for a long time yeah i've really fallen off
1: the pokemon wagon Definitely. I mean,
3: anyone, anyone that's sort of spoken to me those,
2: I am I am a huge Pokemon evangelist. <laughs> I will <laughs> scream about Pokemon, but even I'm losing steam with it now. Um, I think Crown Tundra, the next DLC, will be a lot of, um, it'll, it'll be the make or break to a certain extent, but the, the competitive side is still going pretty strong um, and it's always quite interesting to watch because it's not a uh, it's more of a strategic game of chess and trying to figure out what your opponent's going to do, which is where the fun in it comes because you're kind of like, okay, well, they've got this, they could do this, they could do this. So you're not worrying about the Pokemon they're catching anymore. You're kind of just guessing what that, boy's well, probably like an eight year old on the other side, <laughs> is going to do. And they just battered me anyway.
1: Just getting your shit <We're> absolutely <laughs> wrecked by an eight year old. Yeah, it's, it's just fun.
2: Um, it's something I'd like to get into more, but uh, I think I'm I'm far too old.
3: Well, I mean, a good luck, Thank and you. B, um, I'm glad you spoke about a strategic game of chess, uh, two two sides battling it out, because that very much links into our next our next area, um, heading into the news, Ooh. and Xbox and PS Five pissing match. This
1: has it's been our, our first a, piece of news. A big one, hasn't it? It's been a hot topic.
3: It has been a hot topic, and we covered last week the core, um, the the core announcements and their their big. Here's how much we're gonna, what you're gonna cost, and how, here's what's coming. Um, we still don't have enough information from from Sony. They're still being very. They're just. I mean, they're they're showing off the games, which is the right thing to do, but they still haven't given us enough information about the console. Microsoft have still got some questions that they need to answer. But, the, but what I want to talk about this week is they both had their um, pre-order launches happen, and they both absolutely fucked it in different ways. Mm-hmm. So Sony had theirs just before we released episode one. Um, so it was on the Thursday prior to the first episode of the podcast, and they announced it the night before, um, which gave everyone absolutely zero time to be able to, Prep, get to a shop, know what they're doing, have money around. It when it was chaos. We woke up the next morning. We found that some sites went live at midnight and were already sold out. There were some. There was um some shops that had uh, oversold, and we're now sending back emails to apologise to people and saying that they've had to cancel their order. It's Luckily, yeah, it was mad. Luckily, me and Ryan both went to Amazon. Um, and they started. At, they started theirs at nine AM UK time, and we managed to bag one pretty quickly. Uh, but they even they had sold out within ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, you didn't get an opportunity to get one, did you, Mike?
1: No, I've um, you know what? I've not gone into Rush and just been like, I need to pre-order one because I'm still waiting on the information that they need to release, like about UI and features and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, all the shit. We that... are still waiting on that. So. <laughs>
1: it's like I'm just I'm just not feeling the pre-order yet, so.
2: Just, nice. just a, a point, I mean, I, I personally, I think we've, we've spoken about this before, Shane, I, I think that Sony have the stocks available, and I think they're just, they're testing the water. I think that it's it's a false, it's a false sort of panic.
3: Yeah. Which yeah. it might be, and yeah. if they did do that, that's fine, if that's what they were doing, they still made an ha- absolute hash brown of it it's by... It. Because they, they even said months ago, don't worry, we'll give you plenty of w- advance warning. And then they told you like less than six hours prior to midnight that they were going live the next day. Yeah, um, I remember I was up and I watched that thing. I went to
2: bed. I think I was actually playing the Switch. I then checked my phone. I was thinking, right, let's get ready for the PlayStation pre-order. And I think I messaged you, Shane, actually at two o'clock. So game is live. Shit. They've already gone. Oh, actually, they've already sold out. They've already sold out by that
0: point.
3: Yeah, I was
2: like, Oh, oh my god. And this this is how it's gonna go and the whole thing, there was just there was no signposting, nothing. There was it I was, yeah. received
3: an email from a retailer at eleven minutes past midnight saying they are now live. They'd already sold out by the time that email had got into my inbox. <laughs> that was yeah, that's how ridiculous it was. Yeah,
1: it's just talk to
3: it. But it was comical because Microsoft followed it up with a, a couple of digs via Twitter to say like, <laughs> don't worry. We will be telling you well in advance of when ours is. You'll have a time. You'll have a place. You'll know everything, um, which we did. Everyone knew it was on the 22nd. Uh, they gave um, they gave all the information you need. There was a list of all the stores <laughs> that were going to be involved, and it was still a shit show.
1: I absolutely um, love this. It's like th- that tweet was like that one kid at school that would be like, watch this, guys, and then he'd like kick a football and it'd bounce <laughs> off a wall and hit him in the face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly
1: <laughs> it's like exactly. that.
3: It yeah, it really I mean, is. The amount of those... that have on. said online like I managed to get a PS five and I still couldn't even get an Xbox. <laughs> like it was so <laughs> difficult. Um two two of our friends, so a, f- a friend of mine from work, Jamie, he was messaging me in the morning that it was happening and he had logged on very early and he'd sat in a queue for like two hours to try and get one. He was on multiple different websites, including Microsoft's own website which also crashed. Yeah.
1: they yeah. So
3: their own store couldn't handle it. So, cause I know a lot of people have said, Oh yeah, but part of it's down to the retailers not being prepared. Well, fucking Microsoft, they couldn't <laughs> handle it. That, they are their own retailer and they still couldn't handle it. Um, we had another friend who sat in another games, um, another retailers queue for two and a half hours only for the website to be taken down when you got to the front of the queue. Yeah. Um, it was, it was just an absolute shit show. And most of the people were finding that by the time they did get to a point that they could purchase one, there was only S's left.
0: Yeah.
3: All the X's had gone. And it was like either they had held back on the amount of stock they had on the X and there wasn't as much stock um, and they had balanced the stocks wrong for the X and the S or they just completely underestimated how much the X was going to sell over the S. Um, but, but it was yeah it was chaos that morning so like you say it was comical in that they they gave sony the big one only to uh fuck up themselves in a completely different way
1: i'd I'd really like to see the uh you know like the first day pre-order sales like Mm. statistics because i think xbox and i think this is like a neat little segue into our next segment (laughs) Um, Indeed. Yeah, Xbox. The day before, dropped an absolute bombshell. The day before pre-orders yeah. went live, which it, was it
3: was a bombshell it, as well.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: They bought um, ZeniMax Studios for seven point five billion, which is an insane amount. It's a pocket
2: change. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I mean, when you look at Disney, they bought Star Wars for like. Three point five like million less than on, that, yeah. or something like. Yeah. yeah,
3: and if you look at when they purchased Minecraft, which was already a fully established, massive game, that cost them two point three billion. I think yeah, it was. yeah, it was two point something. I know that.
1: Um, we should probably just explain, like, um, if you don't know who's Enimax are, they are like the parent company to Bethesda, um, id Software, which are like, you know, company legend, you know, like game developing legends um and then there's there's arcane studios who do like dishonored and there's a few other studios in there as well that um um, hold
3: on i can tell you who they are i think one's like
1: tango which i don't know what they've done in the past
3: they're kind of a big deal are they zenimax zenimax zenimax
1: are huge yeah
3: yeah zenimax are a they are a big deal and no not many people hear the name zenimax itself because then it's not thrown about that much
2: it's the um, studios that get the sort of the the attention, the kind of the, the kudos, as it were. The ZeniMax are the ones that are the umbrella, yeah. All these people and just it, sold
3: It's one of the
1: it's one of those names that you see at the start of a game.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah so, you know like one of your favourite games yeah. like
1: Skyrim and stuff.
3: So Alpha, Alpha Dog Games, Arcane Studios, Professor Softworks, which includes Professor Game Studios in three different locations. Uh, it's software, which we know is um, responsible for some of the for the um, Doom Doom titles recently. Um, and, uh, Machine Rage games as well. Enrageous yes. uh, Machine Games, Roundhouse Studios, Tangle GameWorks, and then they also have their own ZeniMax Online Studios. So quite a few studios there, um, and they that uh, Machine Games being the ones that made the uh Wolfenstein games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think... Tango Game Works is one I don't particularly know. Oh, Evil Within was Tango Game Works. Oh right,
1: okay, yeah. I, I wasn't sure who they, who they were but um Evil Within it's a pretty good tile. Um mm-hmm. but I think I think like the biggest one there is obviously Bethesda. Yeah. And you know the the, the powerhouse of games that they bring to the table is just insane. You know, you've got Skyrim Fallout, which are two huge, huge, huge games, um, and you also have. Um, help me out. <laughs>
3: um, well, you've got to, like Doom and Wolfenstein as well. Yeah, so yeah, they're, like, so they're under they're that not, Bethesda umbrella, and and aren't they?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, they're like, under. Yeah, you got so you got Fallout, kind of Elder, reflection. Fallout, Elder Scrolls, um, and the upcoming Starfield are the, yeah. the big, the big boys of that of Bethesda itself right now. Yeah, um, they've they've had previous titles in the past, but there's nothing that's particularly massive for them as Bethesda Studio themselves right now, apart from those three titles. Because um, everything else that falls under the Bethesda umbrella is part of the ZeniMax umbrella through yeah. its software and machine games. But they're the they're the biggest ones. Elder Scrolls being one of the the biggest games of the last 20 years um, through the various titles that it's had. Fallout again. Being humongous within the RPG world and changing a lot um, around how the those sort of sci-fi RPGs have come to to play on consoles, um, and the third one I've already forgotten what I said. Uh, and well, for for me, this is very is very close to my heart because
2: I spend a lot of money on Pokemon in terms of I will buy most of the, both both versions. I think I've actually spent more money on Bethesda. And Pokemon, which is huge, and that was really? the only a revelation I came to, um, probably this morning when I realised that I've spent a lot of money with Bethesda. I
3: I don't think that's the case, right? And I'm pretty sure you that is the case because but I've owned sky Skyrim four times.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm pretty close I mean, to that as well. To be fair,
2: exactly. I mean, I've got PC, PlayStation Four. I think I've had it twice. Um, VR. The Xbox. VR. So I've owned, I've owned it on, on PlayStation four three times then. So. <laughs> switch, yeah. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've very much resisted the switch. It comes for on sale, I see it, and it's like, yeah. oh, should I?
0: No? I feel it like I'd play it
1: through again if it was on the. Uh... Mind you, Skyrim is just one of these games that I'll just play year in year oh, out. Like I'll play I love it every it. Year.
2: I absolutely love it, and and for me, I, I remember, you know. It probably testament to how I how well I did at university. I remember that game coming through my door in my third year of university, (laughs) and I spent up more time than any student should on Skyrim. Already (laughs) Um, phoning for an extension when it dropped through the door. Exactly, Um, I loved it. Absolutely, absolutely love it. So the the whole Bethesda sort of um, sort of merger and buyout is is a big. It's a big thing for me. Yeah, but it's just getting get get sidetracked
1: by Skyrim because I could talk about that all day. <laughs> um, yeah,
3: so looking at those big titles then, what 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 do we think that means for the future of Bethesda and uh, other ZeniMax Studios titles on a multi-platform now that they're technically under the Microsoft umbrella? And also, um, what do you think that means for the future of the, those brands in themselves?
1: But yeah, it's it's like Bethesda exclusive now because technically they're a first party studio for for Microsoft, and that's like,
3: yeah. Well, that I think I think
1: that is the big question, isn't it? In terms of the, the sort of the clarification, um, I
2: think that the news that's come out is that Bethesda can still self-publish, I believe, or they have they have an element of autonomy. Yeah, um, I
3: think it's more the... around the the way that what because I read this and what Microsoft have basically come out and said is that they're not going to interfere in the way that they make their games. They yeah. they believe that the way that Bethesda makes their games is with passion and it's, and they have the same ideologies that Microsoft have and they don't want to change that. So they're not going to come in with their big rubber stamps and change everything around. They're basically going to go, you keep doing what you're doing. But when it gets to that end stage, that's where we come in and just sort out the deals and yeah. make, sure, make sure that the game's going to where we want it to go. But with regards to the development side of it, we're not getting involved. It's yeah, right. I mean...
1: Uh go on, Ryan.
3: I was going to say, I mean, I because I, I, I guess there's the short-term and
2: long-term problem. So the short-term problem is obviously the exclusivity deals you have with like Ghostwire and Deathloop, <laughs> because effectively they are uh, they sort they have exclusivity deals with Sony, but any money that comes out of that will effectively, in a roundabout way, go into Microsoft's pocket. So I think that in that respect, Sony probably aren't going to support them. Those games will probably just be a massive focus for Microsoft, eventually, if they come, which they, I
1: imagine they will, and Sony will probably just let them die and let them ride. Yeah. Elder Scrolls 6. gone. Uh, you're probably looking at, like, you know, I mean, I know those two were, were like, ex- exclusives and such, but um, yeah. you're going to... They're
0: gonna, be timed, aren't they? Yeah. Time yeah, yeah.
1: Choices. Yeah, so you're looking at those, those being on Game Pass as soon as they come out for you know six months 12 months later for xbox yeah um but it's it's like um are are sony now gonna have to like compete with exclusives so they're gonna like be forced to buy other studios and well um,
3: arguably that's what's that's what's caused this in the first place is that sony's put out such good exclusives that it's forced microsoft to have to compete with them. Yeah, but you, it's you, that's, you could argue it down that down it, that route.
1: Exactly, but that's like leading to this this console war mentality of like exclusives. It is. So like it's so like I mean I can't see Microsoft spending seven point five billion and not having exclusive titles to the to their consoles or, you know, their platform.
2: See I, I just I, can't my see gut it. feel is that I, I, I fully agree. I think that my microsoft's current track record of what they've done with their current studios because obviously the bethesda stuff doesn't sort of finalize until um the second half of 2021 which um (laughs) it honestly given the way 2020 is going couldn't come quick enough um (laughs) but yeah that's so you've still got say a year until the bethesda stuff gets properly tied up um i think that you're probably not going to see the exclusives going straight away on everything. I, my gut feel is they're going to use the likes sort of Wolfenstein and maybe Doom as a tester to potentially move them onto um, Xbox only. Uh, and then, Eld- I think Elder Scrolls 6... Yeah, I think it will be the other way. You reckon? You, see, you, I you, think Starfield and Elder Scroll will be... I, reckon they, I don't think they can. I, I don't think they can shift. If I you
3: want to sell units, though, if you want to sell consoles... You want to sell your ecosystem, you put your big guns in. Mm-hmm. So you leave, your, you leave your Wolfensteins and your Dooms to be multi-platform, and you say, right, well, if you want to play Elder Scrolls Six, if you want to get our big gun, then you've got to come to Game Pass, whether that be via PC or you come and fork out for one of our consoles. It gets you in the ecosystem. And Doom and Wolfenstein isn't going to pull people into the ecosystem. People aren't going to go out and buy it game pass or a console to play Doom or Wolfenstein. They will do it for Elder Scrolls 6. The worrying thing, I mean, and you know Shane, that I
2: am a, I'm probably undeservingly optimistic of the games industry still. Yes you are. Um, We've I, I, discussed I, this many times. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I, want to believe that Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfields will remain cross-platform. However, um, and to plug the blog that I've just posted today or on Friday, um, I remember Bethesda and Xbox have had a, a very very good relationship for the last sort of decade or so um, I played Borrowind which was only on Xbox and that was where I first met Elder Scrolls um, I loved it and then that, that was what made me buy Oblivion which again was a timed exclusive on 360 so I think that there is a part of me where I've got my sort of biased opinion which I'm like please Please be on my primary console. Yeah. But you're right, and the concept of it going onto the uh, onto the Xbox only only served to cement me buying a, an S at least, even if it isn't going to be the case. So they've done a very good job in that fact. They've sold me. I'll buy. I will pay 250 quid for an S just to play Elder Scrolls Six.
3: Are, like a view I did here recently. Um, and again, I was discussing this with that fellow at work. Is that what is the is long term the Game Pass format financially viable long term with regards to profit margins? I can if, if you're spending like huge amounts of money on with companies like Bethesda, spending huge amounts of money to create this incredible, massive, huge game that takes five or six years to develop to then stick it on Game Pass and have nobody pay full whack for it because they're all going to be getting it for free under Game Pass. So, which makes me think the other the other thing that may happen, and I, I'm starting to feel like this actually could be more likely, is that it's going to be a one-year timed exclusive because then they can pull people into the Game Pass and pull people into the Xbox ecosystem because people will still go oh it's it exclusive because a lot of people don't understand time exclusives or forget that the time it's exclusive and will just go and buy them anyway um or they will want to play it when it first comes out and they won't they won't they will jump over to get into that ecosystem but then because microsoft will want to still make some revenue on that game it will come over to ps5 a year later at 70 70 pound pop or sixty nine pound pop wherever it is in the UK when they figure out the new prices. I mean that's Apart, that's what PlayStation are
1: doing UK, now as well, aren't they? Yeah. With yeah. with PC.
3: And, and PlayStation have always said the reason they won't go down the Game Pass model is because long term it is not financially sustainable. So I there can't
2: has to be unsustainable at all.
3: No, there I has think. to be a point. No matter how deep Microsoft pick, pockets are, there has to be a point where they say, well we we can't just give away every single Yes, we're yes we're getting however much money it is. I don't know how much Game Pass is. Was it like ten pound a month or something? It can't, depends on how and when you buy it. But yeah, it's, well, it's you, either it's 10 way, to Forty, I think, a month. You, you can't you can't turn around and say, a year I'm a year. Going to give every single person who has my subscription um a triple A every single triple A title that we bring out for free on that because you're never getting any revenue from anywhere else for those titles. Yeah which I don't see as a sustainable model. The other thing worth noting, which I think we often forget about when we discuss these fanboy console wars um, that none of us really care for, to be fair, um, but the other thing we forget about is the Switch. And Bethesda have been a huge, huge advocate of the Switch. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've been pushing a lot of their titles or working to try and get a lot of their titles onto the Switch. And I don't think that's something that Bethesda necessarily are going to want to come away from because it's a completely separate market. And I think Microsoft as well will know that, well, the Switch isn't technically, it's not really competition for their big boy consoles. So it'd be interesting to see if they did something really cheeky and said it's a Game Pass Switch launch with a PlayStation a year later just to be dicks. Yeah, It's, it's it's entirely possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's two things there actually that's crazy because especially with the rumors of a Switch Two coming out next year, you know, if there is a more powerful Switch that's coming out, that could well lend itself to being quite nicely partnered with something like Elder Scrolls Six. But the other thing, I, I don't know why Switch Two Skyrim Two. Let's go. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, the other thing I've completely forgot about was VR. So I wonder then how this is going to work for if Elder Scrolls Six has VR support, how that transitions into Microsoft's ballpark. Because PlayStation VR is a massive thing which they are not going to drop. Yeah. So yeah, if you want sounds- that virtual reality side of things, there has to be an element of that unless you start going down the Oculus route. Well, I mean, exactly. Yeah, but even against,
3: Oc- even against Oculus, PlayStation VR is one of the most financially successful VRs due to its low price tag and compatibility with the PlayStation console, which was as we know sold 110 plus million yeah so yeah it, it had a, it already had a great base you um to be able to sell to and then it sold it at a compared to other vrs at the time an extremely low price so that's a big I, market you don't want to cut out i think you're right it is probably a bit exclusive um mike have you got any other views mainland.
1: um just that yeah i don't think they're going to cut out the vr market at all i think um you know skyrim you look at skyrim you got um doom and then there's a few others that were vr titles and bethesda seem to be working like pretty heavily towards bringing a lot of their titles vr yeah um, so i reckon they'll I, re- I think it'll either be timed exclusive or just available on all platforms but day one will be game pass
3: yeah it does raise, and I think, we're, like maybe we'll start, like, into tying up this conversation on uh, on this point. Um, with Elder Scrolls, kind of, we've covered that big, and I think we can argue that Fallout is much like Elder Scrolls, just maybe a little bit smaller, um, with regards to, the, to its overall popularity. But the the big one will be Starfield because that's a brand new title. It's described almost as the Elder Scrolls in space. Um, but it's brand new and i can see them turning around and just saying well we'll, we'll do that one exclusive yeah really honestly, exclusive. seeing
2: as we've seen nothing on it like we have no idea exactly we've just got like, a dial
1: haven't we
3: exactly
2: and i think we got like a profile shot of a planet <laughs> i think
3: i don't know it was yeah. just it was just the stars and it just said a like, star field with like a circle <laughs> around it So Wait, we, we've literally had the title i'm dreaming um, it up then it's yeah everyone's but, so
1: super hyped about it
3: I can see that going fully exclusive because they've got nothing to lose by making that exclusive. You haven't got a fan base yeah. of Starfield players there's, to, there's nothing off. There to
1: to yeah. There's nothing there to to have to exclude.
2: No. Exactly. The only thing you do then is pull the Bethesda players across to Xbox. The exactly. the people that are loyal to that sort of side of things. So, um, But I mean, I think, I don't know if I speak for all of you, I'm pretty sure we've all discussed the idea that PlayStation 5 is where we're at the S is going to be probably our companion
1: console. Yeah. I, I think, think, I think me, we're all firmly in camp PlayStation. Yeah. Just cause we're um, so invested. And,
0: but yeah, you know,
3: but, I mean, I'll get an S I've got a one, a one X that I can't physically play cause I have no Xbox controller, but I'll get an S. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
2: you know, we mentioned the game pass a lot and I honestly think that is a major, actually it's, it's a massive seven point against PlayStation. The game, the game yeah. pass is a great value for money. Um, the games that are available on it are the games that I want to play, but they're oh. not. They're no longer the games I want to play competitively or, or religiously. I used to love Halo. Like Halo was what I was brought up on, and I loved it. As a friendship group and as an online community, I do not play it enough now, but I want to follow the story. Same with Gears. Um,
3: yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I don't... I, I think we should probably shouldn't get into that because yeah, we yeah. hashed out last week and we going to be rehashing last week's um, conversation. So maybe oh, this is know. time. This is this. Maybe this is time we move forward to our final segment of the, the, just, of the show.
1: Just before we do move on, I just want to yep. say that uh, just quickly that um, the first time in about two years, I turned my Xbox on today, and I, oh, uh, how, how that, was it? It was dusty, <laughs> <Yeah>. but um, <laughs> really? but but you know I think this kind of Bethesda news is like um, a key point. It's a key changing point in um, the whole exclusive battle that Sony Microsoft go got going on and um, yeah I think me turning on my Xbox and being like hmm, you know what's this Game Pass about and you know I, I bought like the one pound trial and I'm I'm downloading yeah. some games but um and i played like i played a bit of carrion which is a, a pretty good indie title um yeah but just just we'll, we'll just we'll just move on but i just want to bring that up that you know it's, it's we heard that i heard that beep today yeah. for the first time in two years and i'm yeah, like yeah. And,
2: and i can hear that beep in my head yeah like, hey, yeah, I'm, yeah. Looking, I'm looking at my xbox <laughs> one now speak, and i can i can hear it turning on yeah um but i think, I think
1: that was in light of yeah. that that news from yeah. the bethesda thing i'm like you I'm already leaning into that, that uh, you know, the Xbox, the you're, Xbox family. Right.
2: It's it's not it's not selling the console necessarily straight off the bat. It's selling you on the fact that you will get one and buy into this ecosystem eventually. Uh, they're, they're not looking at, going to say, winning you in the next sort of two months. They they know they've got you.
3: Yeah, they know yeah. they know you they've got you. Yeah. it's just Def- when they
2: definitely. can. That is the question
3: definitely right let's move on before yeah. we, again before we just we're just going to end up going around in circles here <laughs> rehashing re- the same stuff so so segment 3 today then um our main topic of discussion although we're already like what an hour in yeah uh, a bang so on an hour yeah segment 3 our this week's is going to be video game worlds and universes that we would want to live in and also ones that we'd want uh, that we would hate to live in so what I think the best way we're going to go around doing this, we'll start with Ryan and we'll cover Ryan's first video game world that he would want to live in, and then we'll kind of work our way around. Um, so Ryan, if you want to pick it up with, what was your was your first game that you would like, world that you'd like to live in?
2: I've kind of got this shake on at the moment because I haven't spoken about Bethesda for about two minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> um,
3: the first world that
2: I would love to live in is a hundred percent like tamriel like I, i'm not i didn't put skyrim in specifics i, I it would be the, the 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 elder scrolls universe because um it is that it it's i want to say it's the world that you can become anything that you want um providing you're born with a predestined ability to do so um but you can just have a lot of fun in that world everyone seems to suffer but everyone seems relatively happy. um and it's very, it's very easy to just get better at things. Do you know what I mean? You just <laughs> hit a couple of things, uh, and then you can level up, and you can carry more rolls of cheese, uh, or you yeah, can, what? you know, you can stumble across a random corpse in a field and get a really cool helmet. You know, you don't do that in real life. Like Skyrim has always like just stuck me in because it's such an expansive world, but it's the small things in terms of the way that it's built. That just makes it just thoroughly entertaining.
3: So interestingly, Skyrim is actually one of the worlds that I would hate to live in.
2: Yes. It's actually well. down
3: as one of my worlds. So Skyrim's my only involvement in... I, I've, tab- I've dabbled very, very, very loosely in Oblivion um, and I absolutely hated it. Um, Skyrim is my first real involvement in the Old Skull series and I got quite far and then it crashed a million times and I have refused to play it anymore. But it's also brown and gray and dirty and just the, all the color of mud everywhere <laughs>
1: that's cuz it's that's cuz it's the I, north <laughs> i
3: need i need a different color palette I need to be able to see other colours.
1: And this is why we don't go to visit
0: Mike. (laughs) Yeah. The north is brown, okay?
3: (laughs) It's just brown and, like, there's just brown in between, more brown to brown houses and grey and brown. And even the people that aren't peasants look like peasants and everyone's a peasant (laughs) and everything's brown. And I can't... I just can't cope with it. All the leaves are brown. But the magic, the magic and and the sort of just...
2: Everything but that's going there's, on, the there's magic you...
3: in lots of games, and they're not brown. You can you can have magic and be other colors.
2: I need I need Mike to step in on this one because Mike <laughs> wants to live in
1: Skyrim, don't you, Mike? Please uh, say you do. I fucking love Skyrim. <laughs> it's the best. It's brown for one. It's brown. Yeah, there's it. <laughs> also more brown. We're we're of my home. home. You know, yeah, you can look. be a cat. You can be a brown yeah. cat. You
2: can be a. Um,
1: cat. But yeah, it's, like seriously, I. I re- revisit Skyrim on like a yearly basis. It's like yeah, my I comfort think. game. It's like a bowl of warm chili. It's it's just it's ah oh, it's just the best game. It's the best game. It's full of like lore and um intrigue and like every time you play it you kind of discover a little something new and every time you yeah. play it there's always something different that ha- that happen. And there's always like more secrets like the more you delve into that world the more you get out of it
3: more brown secrets
1: more so many brown secrets mate so many
3: brown and gray secrets i think we've got the title for the podcast right there brown (laughs) secrets brown secrets (laughs) oh what's this secret over here oh look it's another brown cave (laughs)
2: sometimes though you go and it's a real it's a real relief sometimes cave and it's not brown
3: you, yeah, and it's grey. That's a, large, that's a you real. You go in there, and thing. you're like, "Oh my God, it's grey with a single orange flame in the middle."
2: <laughs> I I think I think the problem we have is that obviously me and Mike want to be in this immersive, almost wholesome, wholesome Earth.
0: Wholesome I wouldn't. World, I
3: wouldn't say skyrim's wholesome.
2: Whereas <laughs> Shane would rather be in an anime world, I think, with bright colours and crayons. Shane Not just wants
1: anime titties, doesn't he? <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, not necessarily, but wholesome generally refers to something that's conducive uh, that's conducive of being good for your health or, or well-being. I don't see anything in Skyrim that's good for your health or well-being. Cheese Beans wheels. There's probably a lot of Cheese wheels. There's a the lot brills. of disease. Um, um, I'm pretty sure people are pissing in buckets in that game. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but they, they drink so much good beer, and they're, they're always drinking,
3: they're always I don't know, I don't know if there's It's a party. <laughs> It's a party. good is the
1: one. Hey, have you tasted Black Briar Mead? Because
3: I haven't though. No. It's top I notch. Had meads, it's no, top not notch. I it's to die for. Yeah. So, so, but I'm... so coming away from Skyrim then, right? Um, no, what no. Is <laughs> your... no <laughs> what is your <laughs> no, coming away from Skyrim, we're moving on. <laughs> <Staying> so <back. laughs> Mike, what, what what's your um, next what's your next game that you would uh, love to live in?
1: Um, you know in what just, just on the mention of beer and food. Uh, like the the monster hunter world world is like so good when you sit down you pay a little meal ticket and just like it's like i don't know if you guys have played monster hunter i don't know if you
3: yes yeah yeah, yeah. very looking forward to it coming to the playstation collection so i can play it again
1: yes yeah, yeah. i think that'll be like another revamp for it yes uh, but it's it's such a good game but besides having big swords and you know anime spin moves colours.
3: and other colors colors yeah more than brown greenery in that in that game a yeah there's some snowy areas there's a bit of desert
1: i'm just i'm just going there for the food just for the food oh. i want to sit down a meal ticket i want to pay the cat i want to i want to cook me a delicious delicious succulent meal
3: i think i think we should have a triple a, a xp hunt when uh when the game when the game comes out on the collectors on the uh, oh, PSP okay. collection PS Plus collection we'll uh, we'll all get together uh, tri- Triple XP team hunt that's go and hunt yeah. us, that giant I'm, dinosaur yeah,
1: I'm down for that that's but no, I
3: I agree that is based if you're if you're talking about the food um, the, the I think Palico's, that'd be a, yeah. yeah I thought that'd be a great a great world to live in and the the armor looks all looks pretty sick and say the little palico cat things are cool yeah um, I, mean, I mean i wouldn't want to get eaten by the giant fucking monsters but yeah um, i mean that's well, the get thing, a big old sword a world where everything wants to eat you like <laughs> yes. literally everything like
2: skyrim at least you have the odd chance that it's not going it, to stop taking this back <laughs> <from> skyrim. <laughs> can't. It's just skyrim is life skyrim no, is know, life what's, the, what's the Hunter, to well you know i, I agree it is, so, it is such a great game but everything would want to eat you you can't leave your compound without getting munched
1: on. Yeah, but you take I a big sword, munched. don't you? So yeah, yeah but, but if
3: you're if you if you're in it for the food, you don't need to leave your compound. So yeah, you but then you, other people, so you're going to wait for other hunters
2: to bring their food in so you can eat it. I feel it's like said, that's what Mike would do. That sounds like a very Shane thing to do as well. <laughs> <to be fair. laughs> yeah,
3: I'm, the, I'm no hunter. I'm the intelligence guy. Shane, who's making the spreadsheets of where all the monsters are. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're the basically the uh, the handler
3: exactly yeah. i'm just pre, <laughs> pre-planning your annoying, hunt. just
1: dressed you know, up you know, as chun yeah. lee <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah that's that's me that is that is the one um so so then my my first um like game that i've got down for love is i don't know if it's one that you've dabbled in mike i think you might have and i'm sure ryan has it's yeah. um the other world in nino cooney so not the human world, but the the other like alternate world, the parallel world. Yeah, yeah. To, I
1: know what you're talking about.
3: It's just that's a wholesome world. That's that is the definition of wholesome right there. <laughs> Everything is so super cute and pleasant. It's extremely colourful. If anything, it's probably a bit too colourful. But it's everything's colourful, every all, all the characters are so well, well designed in that world. Um, the the different areas are so different there's they're so fast they're so, they're so vast between the the deserts and the the greenland and the snow like it is it's like completely different ecosystems when you're crossing them over crossing over between them and even even the monsters that try and attack you are somewhat cute All right there's nothing about that world that I didn't absolutely fall in love with when I was playing that through that game but and I, every time I went to a town I just wanted to meet everyone in them
1: i only i only played that for a few hours not long um but you, you say, say the first or the second the first one um you, one. you say it's like a, a wholesome world but that is like from the start that is a dark story oh it's yeah. a dark game <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah the, the storyline is dark as balls um but the world itself is very colorful very friendly and every character you meet is very friendly towards you. I mean, obviously there's the bad characters, there's the evil ones, but on the whole, everyone's just looking out for each other and just being nice to each other. And it's just, if if I had to live in that, and not just going in, if I go in as the protagonist, okay, fine. But if I was was just an NPC living in that world, I imagine it'd be quite a pleasant place to live. It's basically Narnia. It's just Narnia.
1: It's like cheery music and shit.
3: But but more Japanese. Yeah, Japanese Narnia. Japanese Narnia. Narnia. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so then, Ryan, to, to flip it around now, to uh, switch the scripts, as they say. What, um, flip the script. What, what is your first game you would hate to live in?
2: I'm going to be cheeky on this one, and I'm going to bunk two in in the same one, only because the reasoning is the same. So okay. the two worlds I'd hate is GTA and Sims, because... I know for a fact, knowing my luck, I would not be the playable character, and therefore would get screwed over at every occasion. These worlds, <laughs> these and these these poor like like residents of these worlds of GTA and Sims, they just get shafted at every turn. And that
3: was me thinking. you were going to say it's because you can't drive and you often piss yourself. <laughs> I can live with that. That's the thing is, I can live with that if that is, if, if
2: that is my choice. What I don't want is for that to be forced upon me. I don't want to not be able to drive because someone has just, you know, I'm there in my sort of my knockoff Ford Mondeo, whatever it is that I'm driving in GTA, and I get round-roaded off the side by some 13-year-old kids in a tank. Likewise, <laughs> I don't want to be trapped in a, a swimming pool with no stairs out and have no say in it. But you know, it... if I want to be in that swimming pool without a side, I, I want that to be my choice. Sure. So, you know,
3: yeah surely real life sims is basically just saw just yeah. putting that out there like locking people in yeah. a room and just letting them slowly <laughs> go mad is so
2: you've answered the question though, so why would you want to live in that world if it's, you weren't the playable character why would you really do that to yourself
1: it's real life saw but everyone sounds like they have a, they're having a stroke yeah it's well, basically the sims
3: the f- the, the, I mean, the thing is though, Brian, you you are already living in The Sims because it life. How do you not know we're not? How do you not know we aren't just The Sims for some greater being? Well,
2: in that case, this is a cry for help because. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> um, I mean, I think that The Sims is just. I I, I like to think that I mean, really, I haven't got a glowing diamond above my head, which is always like flitting between orange and yellow. Um, Maybe you just can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> constant
1: constant red
2: if, if, if so i hope that podcast is a way to get to my um to get to my handler because they need to sort something out um but you it's know, the idea that you've in these worlds you have you have zero if, if you aren't if you aren't the influencing playable character like again skyrim you can live in that world like Uh, what's it called well Um, uh,
3: yeah but as you said if you're born with uh, predestined abilities what if you're born as uh, a little crippled kid in a farm that has two people and one chicken
2: because you still get to just do that because someone's likely to ignore you whereas in GTA or Sims you're probably going to be the sort
3: of the quest step aren't you I mean that's that's yeah that's I see what you're saying (laughs) so (laughs) it's like well okay you
2: know you can't be yeah you can't live nicely in either of those worlds in my opinion which is why i I put them two together because it would just be a nightmare i mean that's my opinion anyway i'm assuming that a lot of people would love to live in gta and sims for the complete opposite reason because they would like the adventure but i can't imagine
3: anyone would love to live in the sims because we basically are living in the sims
0: there isn't even a playable
3: character in The Sims. To be honest, I hadn't even thought about that, and now you've kind of just
1: broken me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's crying himself hey, to sleep again tonight. I,
3: I, I need a minute, guys. <laughs> Think about it this way, Ryan. You know when you get that sense of déjà vu? Oh, please don't. What I've what if it. that is just where your game that like our human game is fucked up, and they've just reloaded the They're save?
2: They're reloading the save. Well. They should be reloading that save a lot earlier, is what I'm going to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> because they've reloaded they've that save a lot. Because they uh, fucked I mean, up. <laughs> yeah, close to it at least. I mean, they're, 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 their
3: scum saving is way off at this point. So. What about you then, Mike? What's your what's your first hate game? It's really <sighs> hard road.
1: Fall guys.
3: It's, an, it's I, I mean, it's an interesting one because the idea of living in a world where you're perpetually forced you are forced other giant beans
1: yeah (laughs) you're a baked bean in a skin suit you know and you're forced to partake in this game show where you're just you know perpetually beaten to death like thrown off things and just endlessly like respawned onto like the same game and um the music's annoying. <laughs> like, imagine if that just music was just constantly in your head, in your little bean brain. I just, I just hate it there, man. I hate the game. It's, I'm glad it's dying. I'm glad Among Us killed it off. There, I said it. I have got it off my chest. <laughs>
2: I mean, <laughs> I feel it, like you have some unresolved issues here, Mike.
1: Oh, just, I mean, I've won a crown. I've won a few crowns. Oh, and that's fine. Them. That's fine.
3: I, I agree, though. I get what you're saying, like, if you, if you had to live your entire life as a perpetual being being loaded into a, a perpetual mission to just have to run from one end to the other without falling down into an endless pit until you reload it mm, and do it all again, yeah. that does sound like torture. That sounds like hell, like it's, literal hell. It's yeah. just
1: far too happy for me.
3: But it's that, it's that kind of level of happy where it's
1: you, you
2: know that everyone's crying inside. It's yeah. not that happy where happy everyone's happy and genuine happy It's clown happy. It's like, yeah it's like <laughs> the joker happy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Definitely. <laughs> About definitely. to kill someone happy.
2: Exactly. Uh, I look forward to the full guys battle royale that's going to come after when all these um
3: these beans get sentience.
1: No. <laughs> did you see yeah, did you see on Twitter cool. the um, the
3: inside drawing of their the
1: official law of like I mean imagine being that it's ridiculous. They're six foot
3: aren't all. Yeah, than me. six yeah, if you see the picture <laughs> though, it's got like a it's got like a forwards long bent neck that like bends downwards. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy it's, as it is. pretty you're creepy
2: right. You're right, that would be a horrible world to live in. Imagine
1: yeah, being horrific. that.
2: Providing you were a bean. If you were living in that world as an obstacle, for example, that's a different story.
1: Just a spandex wearing baked bean. Just forced to partake in Takeshi's castle endlessly forever
3: for someone's entertainment yeah that's yeah that's that's pretty grim
1: that's shame what about you man what's what's your most hated world
3: i mean Apart i wouldn't say this world. is my most hated it's just a world i'd hate to live in and this is where you're going to learn that i'm a very simple man um <laughs> and and also just just because i know i'm going to get more hate for this um but i don't hate mario but I would not want to live in the Mario, <laughs> in the episode Mario world. So too,
1: Mario sucks again.
3: <laughs> On that, I mean, when I listened to episode one, all
2: I took from that episode was that you hate Mario. I don't I hate I I here now, now, so...
3: Let me explain why I don't want to live in the Mario world. I don't like plumbing. Simple as that. <laughs> if you ever tried plumbing, it's fucking horrible. It's, it's so... Frustrating, and their entire world is based around plumbing.
1: But haven't they? Everywhere. Haven't they phased him out as a, a being a plumber? Like mm. he's no there's longer like a scrum, or... Yeah, there's a lot plumbing. of plumbing.
2: And counterpoint is that if you are living in that world, but you're not Mario, then your job isn't to plumb It's Mario's job to plumb
3: Yeah, but that means there's always broken plumbing everywhere, and that would get on my tits. <laughs> <laughs> It would frustrate me waiting for Mario to come along and fix the plumbing all the time. Every time a big... A have you big, ever lived like... in a house that doesn't have working plumbing? It's a nightmare. <laughs> like, I just can't deal with the... I, I need somewhere that's well-plumbed. I was scared of it on my nerves. So,
2: so your, your one basis of not living in Mario's world is because you want a decent plumbing system?
3: Yeah, I think that's reasonable. How do you know he's not I mean, a good
1: plumber? Like, Where's your evidence? Um, Have you got like
3: a? I'm not saying he's not a good plumber. I'm just saying there's a lot of plumbing-based things in that world that (laughs) they're dealing with. There's a lot of plumbing going on. There's a lot of running, like jumping down pipes that I can only imagine are smeared with shit on the inside. (laughs) He's going down them. No one ever discusses what's on the inside of those pipes. No. Exactly. He's going down them. And nor should
0: we.
3: (laughs) And he's jumping down into these lower depths, which is just a sewage pipe full of Bowser's turds. And he's like, what? Going down them. Just just all just of the, them it's goopers pirate, bullet, whatever they are the giant goopers bullets peaches, that are like flying all of them. tank Yeah. All so of them. yeah fuck Mario's world it's uh, full of plumbing and it annoys me
2: <laughs> also you you have like a really weak head everyone has a weak head yeah, uh, yeah anyone, well if anyone
3: jumps on your head or like if anything drops on your head Dead. that's the other thing don't. I don't want I don't want to have to be constantly looking up in case someone's going to jump out of a fucking off of a ledge above me and land on my head you know what it'd you would be exactly a good you've pulled in a hole dead. you
1: know you know would be a good business strategy in the world of Mario hard hats hard hat salesman. can
0: you hard imagine hard hat
3: salesman and better plumbing because <laughs> if there was better plumbing Mario wouldn't have a job he wouldn't so, have to keep doing all this shit Bowser <laughs> wouldn't be able to come and steal Peach because there'd be no plumbing for him to disappear down
2: Obviously, this is serious talk now. If you were the sole proprietor of a business that provided hard hats and decent plumbing in Mario's world, would that make it a love world? Because you'd be super rich. Probably no, because it health.
3: sounds like a lot of work. Fair enough. A lot, it's a lot of plumbing. Like so, It sounds <laughs> like I'd have my work cut out for me. And <laughs> Redeem Mario.
0: Far
1: oh, too much plumbing there, mate.
3: The only thing that redeems the, the entirety of Mario's world is I would like to go on vacation to Luigi's Mansion. I can deal with that. There's no plumbing there. I'm not a fan of hoovering, but if it's hoovering ghosts, I can deal.
2: Okay, if you're talking (laughs) like wider then, you've got the free access to space, which
3: you don't currently have in this world. I mean, there's fuck all up there. Why would I want to go up there? You don't know that. There's also no plumbing in space. There's no plumbing any, anywhere in space. What about if you want to have a bath? I feel um, like
2: plumbing is quite a sore point for you. Actually. Yeah, I feel like there's um, some deep-seated issues here. <laughs> I just, honestly, give me electrics any day. Which plumber hurt you? Um, is your plumbing okay at your house at the moment, Shane? It just is.
3: It is, but I had to do a lot. I, I did a lot of my plumbing myself, and, um, and I ended up having to fucking loads of it up and having to get my cousin around to fix it. and It's just a nightmare. So, let's move on from Mario and any <laughs> shitty plumbing land. <laughs> plumbing world, yeah. Um, so, Ryan, your your second love world. I mean, it has to be Pokemon, right? It has to be the Pokemon. Like, I'm surprised planet. that wasn't your first, yeah. to be fair.
0: Well,
2: the first was because I was getting the Bethesda, Bethesda shades, so I just needed to get Skyrim <laughs> and say it one more time. And I've just, I've just bought myself an extra five minutes there. Um, <laughs> you know, you, get, you, know, you get to be born... And which is always nice, then at 10 years old, you get given a Pokemon and you go and battle shit with. And it grows up to be a dragon or a lizard or anything. And you can control the weather. Like you know, That is a pretty impressive ability to have when in your it, pocket.
1: When I was 10 years old, I used to throw my cat at people. Does that count exactly. as Pokemon?
3: Who doesn't want to throw their animals at <laughs> other people? I, I do have a genuine question because due to the fact that Um, in Pokemon both the games and the series nobody ages what happens when you how old do you do you get where you stop being a trainer like what is the legal age of no longer being a trainer I can actually tell you a little bit of law on that so I can't tell you about gym leaders because that's
2: pretty much whenever you probably die I guess but you're like
3: ninety
0: lo- <laughs> years old, oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: like you know, you're on the wrong end or the end of like a bad flamethrower or something like that that <laughs> just sets you alight. That you, you final throw, time, you throw
3: Pikachu and he cuts out your pacemaker.
2: Exactly, it's just you know those are the sort of things you kind of just want to watch. But it's it's no different to sticking your finger in and like a plug socket, <laughs> um, <laughs> like in um, <laughs> um but in a to be a troll captain. They leave. They stop being a trial captains around their twenties, and then I think they retire and die. But I'm not <laughs> sure. Don't quote me on that second part.
1: That's the only part I'm going to quote you on. If anything,
2: <laughs> I mean to be fair, I can counterpoint the fact there are some terrifying Pokemon on there. I mean, there's one Pokemon, for example, that if you look into its back, uh, it basically kills you instantly and it takes your soul. And there's a Pokemon that is shaped like a balloon that
1: steals children away. Because they think it's a balloon then. It's oh, wild, yeah, yeah. Kind of and you, like, read <laughs> the descriptions. <laughs> They're really fucked up, aren't they? <laughs> yeah,
3: I, always, but, I, I feel like you would enjoy that sometimes, though. Just like, I mean, oh, you oh, the balloon's coming. It is what so, it is. You sorry, know. child. Um, I'm just going to go over here and get an ice cream. <laughs> you just wait there while that balloon heads over. It's,
2: it's Darwin's equivalent of picking which one's going to be a good Pokemon track and which one's not. You know, <laughs> the, if you can't tell the difference between a, like a, a toy balloon and a Pokemon that's clearly shouting its name while flying to the sky... Maybe you're not fit to be a Pokemon trainer, just saying. That's fair. Maybe you should
3: be a carrier.
1: Crunchy,
2: sorry. The
3: other point I'd like to make is... No, you're fine. The other point I'd like to make is I don't understand how the economy works in Pokemon because it appears that every 11-year-old child has like five grand on them, but there is no business anywhere for people to actually make money. I think It's very confusing. the,
2: the, The message is you've just got to be the very best train. And then yeah, that won't be a problem. It won't be a problem to you. The economy doesn't matter. Yeah, but the, matter. the economy
3: does matter because as long confused. as you,
2: but as long as you're the very best, then if you're not the very best, then you may as well live in that world. I plan to be the very best in Tokyo.
3: No, so. that's fine. But will you not have any regret when you take five grand from the eleven-year-old and then they have to go live on the streets because you've got they've got no money left?
2: Not at all. They knew what they were getting into.
3: And still, so <laughs> where does that money come from?
2: Again, they knew what they were getting into. They they chose this life
3: also you what the sort of economy get right? what you a, fucking like, what, deserve what was, what was pokemon it was it was red or blue wasn't it where the bike was like 10 grand what sort of a, a economy million. has yeah. a has a push bike that's a million a fucked up one that's one no, no
2: it's, it's one it's one that really cares one that about probably had people. 20 years
3: of covid lockdown and is now it's trying to one, get it back through push it's bikes. one
2: that it really encourages people to get out stretch their legs and walk because it's better for you to walk than it is to cycle. Therefore, yeah. you you are fitter in the long run. That I is don't why dis-
3: I don't disagree with that, but it also doesn't make sense in the economy. No, it just, doesn't. just just putting that again, again. The economy doesn't make any sense. Just to reiterate,
2: if you're the best, Shane it doesn't matter,
1: uh, Shane. I mean, that, that is Shane. You've been pretty negative so far. Like, come on, give us go give on. us something you love.
3: Give us give us one that we can't write. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go out on. Um, I've got. I've got two more but I'm going to go out I'm going to pick this one next because uh I think it's one that no one else none of you guys would have thought of and it's a little bit out in the out there and it is the Metal World from Brutal Legend. Did you guys play Brutal Legend? Yeah. Or, I'm um, I'm fully you with doing you doing here it?
1: man. Always
0: terrible time.
3: It's a fantastic world where it's a good game. It's a great game. (laughs) Um, It it got something like 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, it was well reviewed. Yeah, it was really well reviewed. I I I remember playing it, it was great. But yeah, an entire world based around. Metal bands where everything is just metal-based and there's constant amazing music being played, and you've got you can get a magic guitar that you can use to fight people. What, what is there not to love about this is game? The only
1: this, the only downside is, this is Black one? Yeah, yeah.
3: Is this what? Yeah. Oh though
2: then yes, this is a great game. What's the one I'm thinking of?
1: That, that was my Black only people? downside being that you have Jack Black's uh, Jack Black's like constant quips just in your ear. Is the only yeah, downside but to that?
3: If you if you lived there, you wouldn't have that. But I I think that'd be a great world to live in. Oh yeah. Only if you, I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of rock and metal, well, you're not. Probably you're not to. hardcore
1: unless you live hardcore.
3: Exactly. What say. But yeah, it was a great <laughs> game. You got to do magic guitars and concerts. It was like it, it was like a fun version of Mad Max.
0: <laughs>
2: just it was just but, great. Would it not drive you insane though? Having like very little downtime where your head isn't being like battered.
3: Well, no, they still have nights You still sleep, you can still sleep. You still go no, to bed and stuff. There's still there's the, still that metal
2: though.
1: Yeah, but it's metal twenty four seven.
2: That's what I mean. Like metal twenty four seven is. Of, you know, I need I need We're some
1: dead. I need some funk and soul. I need some
2: yeah
1: some blues every now and then.
3: You you can introduce the funk and soul and blues. You can bring it <laughs> but, in. But then but then the the world of brutal legend is no longer
2: that world that you. So coveted. So. Well,
3: I would much rather have a world of metal than a world of brown. <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs>
1: don't you come out with that Skyrim
2: brown. Yeah. He's, he's brought Skyrim back into it once again. Now he's the one that wants to talk about Skyrim, No, we're not talking about Skyrim. We're, move- we're moving <laughs>
3: on. We're moving on. Mike, hit us with yours. Hit us with your love.
1: Uh, what else have I got? Oh, you know what? I, c- I don't think I can, e- I can end on this because um, The Last of Us, I fucking love that world. It's so brutal and like such an odd
3: world to love. Yeah, but it's so fucking brutal
1: and
0: like
1: it's so brutal and fucking visceral and like it's just an honest world, like that's just how shit will go down if if you know we all turn into fucking mushroom zombies after the bad plumbing in Mario world.
3: Accurate, but but like, why would you want to live in that world though, where you're constantly having to watch your back? It's constant fear of death, and well, it's violent as fuck. Well, like what, a, what all appeals it, to you about living well, in it? Well,
1: like a challenge, me
3: <laughs> All it takes
2: is for you to breathe in that one spore, and you become a mushroom. Yeah, which is also similar
3: to Mario, I imagine. I'd
1: be I'd there, there like like day. Scarface, like snorting it up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that is that why you want to live in it? You just want to be a mushroom. Yes, I uh, my life is a mushroom. Yeah. Why not? That's it. Why not? I think it'd sound.
1: I think it'd be good being no, a clicker. I, I,
3: I I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. I don't think I, that'd be a great
0: world to live <laughs> in.
1: But you know what? This one. I'm 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 pretty sneaky. I think I could survive in that world. I think I'd be okay. I'm I pretty pretty heartless. I'm pretty quiet on my feet. Um. Yeah, I think I think I'd last a it would last I think it would last quite who, long.
2: Who would you who would you ally with then? Would you be a firefly? Would you be a is it a seraph? Um what are the other ones?
1: A Seraphite. I wouldn't yeah, be a Seraphite or, at all.
2: No. Who was Abby Potter? What was that one? Are oh, the it? what were they called? <laughs> right, it's on uh, the tip of my tongue Yeah, I wanna say cool.
1: like, wild dogs, but well, that's not right at all. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh would
0: shit! You the
2: wild, would you be part of the wild dogs?
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a cheerleader band, so I'm all in. <laughs> I am straight in. <laughs>
2: It's—I'll be honest. It's—it's the, it's the one I definitely a hundred percent disagree with. <laughs> <It's> Obviously, <probably> <laughs> that's what I mean. Of it's like of the world. it's so out
1: there, but I have my—I have my reasons. I have my reasons.
2: I mean, Shane. I know why Shane doesn't want to do, because the plumbing
1: is terrible in the Last of Us. The, t- the plumbing's I mean, fine in the Last of Us.
0: You
3: should have been the right spot. I can spot. deal with the plumbing in The Last of Us. It's just oh. I can't deal with the constant fear of being killed. <laughs> but
1: you also I have that con- fear constant fear in Mario.
3: Like you can't even take a shit without being, being without something bursting in and ripping your throat out and turning you into a mushroom. Imagine if you turned into a clicker that was you no know, one of the ones that gets stuck to the wall, but you're just stuck yeah. to the toilet with your pants down. Um, that's oh, what I mean. Oh, I oh, love oh, a oh, challenge,
1: oh. mate. I love a challenge.
3: Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up with our, our last hates then. Um, Ryan, have you got another hate? Or <laughs> just not? wrap
1: it up with hate.
3: We'll just wrap it up with our, our world that we'd, want, we'd hate
0: to live in.
2: I mean, I think it, it's more of an overarching. Anywhere that I would not be the playable character and I would be privy at the whims of someone else. Fair, where they, okay. Where they can literally just steal my... Like Fable. Fable would be another example of that where... Um, you know, there's a guy that comes swaggering over and then either tries to kill me, steal my stuff or marry me. I, you know, I want to have a bit of a say <laughs> in it. I don't want to, you know, be told that that's, they've said the right thing and therefore I've married them. That's that.
3: That's fair enough. No, that's fair. I get that. My, um, again, just pointing back to how simple, uh, simple-minded I can be sometimes. My, uh, my other key one for hating to living in, one that I wouldn't want to live in at all, is wolfenstein it's mostly just because i don't like nazis um i think most people don't <laughs> like nazis and that world is only good to live in if you're a nazi really well i think i mean oh, go
1: on uh i was just gonna say headshotting a nazi is the most satisfying thing you could ever do it, it so that,
3: yeah and not na- nazis and video games are great because they are the world's like perfect enemy in video games like everybody loves killing nazis in video games it's it it makes a game instantly more gratifying when they're nazis because they're ultimately hated by everyone historically just hated so like the the, the concept of something being a nazi or even something being kind of um modeled after nazis like Killzone, they weren't nazis but they kind of were nazis yeah like they were space, nazis. Yeah. Yeah, there were space <laughs> nazis but in wolfenstein the nazis win ultimately and the only person that can stop them is good old bj and don't get me wrong i love bj blaskovic but if you're not bj blaskovic it's a shit world to live in if you're not a nazi
2: <laughs> i agree yeah i mean if you're not if you're not going to be sort of a have your head put on someone else's body it's I mean, not a life. It's not a world that's worth living in, is it?
3: No, you've either got to be a Nazi or BJ Blazkowicz. Otherwise, you might as well just not bother because they've got giant robotic dogs, for starters, that breathe fire. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can't really disagree with this point without sounding like a Nazi sympathizer of some kind. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs>
2: Yeah. the perfect. Argument. It's, it's not <laughs> even while I'm, it's not even while I'm comfortable playing Devils. I have to just say you have that saying, you've got it, take it away.
3: You've got it. You, Don't, you go, don't live in any game where the Nazis are winning. You've got it. sold Boy, to finish off then, Mike. What's your, your final game you'd hate to? Ah, oh, it's just
1: Minecraft, in it? It's fucking shit. That's it. That's all I've got to say. I
3: I feel that I, I I'm not a lover. I I played Minecraft Minecraft many a time in the back in the day, but the world itself is not what I would want to live nah, in. It looks shit.
2: What about <laughs> if it was? If, are you? I'm assuming you're talking the survival world. If you were given the creative world though, where you were living in it and you could just do whatever you wanted.
1: You know I hate that even more because it's just I can't see outside of the blocks and squares. Like everything just looks like a square. Also, counterpoint.
3: <laughs> in that world, you can't pay someone else to build your shit. It's a lot of work. You have to dig all those blocks up yourself. You have to go and lay them all down yourself. It sounds like a work. There's a lot of physical labor. Yeah. You're just and
1: essentially just a laborer, like a endlessly free laborer. Yeah, and et- your
3: entire life is laboring.
2: <laughs> also, I mean, I I, you know, I played Minecraft quite a lot uh, with my daughter. There isn't a lot of plumbing available in it, I'll be honest. That is,
3: that is, uh, I, that is true, there is well, no plumbing. And well, this
1: changes so, things.
3: So, <laughs> I, there's no plumbing whatsoever, and I've got to spend my entire life laying basically bricks made of so, mud. Just, <laughs> worst I don't, I don't life to, ever.
2: I don't want to speak for the uh, how this podcast is going to go forward, but I'm definitely expecting you guys to review games on the, going forward only based on... They're plumbing capabilities. <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't want to hear about the graphics. I don't want to hear about the gameplay or the combat. What's the plumbing, I want like? to hear about a plumbing, a plumbing review of games. Horizon Zero Dawn, really shit. Honestly, there's no plumbing anywhere to be seen. Could have been a great game if it had decent plumbing. Simple as that.
1: Well, maybe this so could just be a bit of a podcast triple XP lore. Maybe the <laughs> P stands for plumbing. So you
3: yeah, never know. Well, I mean, there you go. I'm calling it now, cyberpunk. It'll have great plumbing. (laughs) Do you you reckon? I don't think it will. I I
2: I think it will be like slum level plumbing. I think it's going to be five out of ten plumbing. That. Yeah, (laughs) five
3: out of ten. Solid plumbing. Solid plumbing. (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll see. Fast forward. There's a lot of electronics. They don't want water everywhere. They've got to protect their electronics. You know, plumbing. The plumbing will be solid.
2: 19th of November, we'll find out just how solid that plumbing is, Shane.
3: (laughs) We will do. uh... We will do indeed. But. We've hit the hour and a half mark, so yeah. uh, we're just just a little bit past that actually. So we're going to wrap it up now. Um, we should be wrapping up now anyway. Yeah. yeah. So sounds good. Uh, Ryan, it's has yes, Thank you for to having me. Have you today? Um, it's been great to get your voice out there as well, as you are a a key member of the Triple uh, XP team, along with everyone else. Um, so just a reminder, we launch our podcast episodes every Monday. Did we settle on a time, Mike? Did um, we go, did we, were we sticking with the morning?
1: Yeah, I think it was morning UK so, time. So, like, eight,
3: Around 7, 8 a.m. Um, UK yeah, time. we
1: definitely settled on exact time, about 7 or 8-ish. Yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs>
3: yeah, that was, that's what, all right. a I think it was, I think it was technically 7. We settled on 7 a.m. Yeah, 7 a.m. UK, UK time. There we go, it's now. written
1: in stone now, 7 a.m.
3: There it is. We've Monday said it. morning. Therefore, it's, it's, it's now on the internet. Therefore, it's it's happening. Uh, and on a Friday, Ryan launches our XXXP blog, uh, which he he writes from mm-hmm. his perspective. Um, yep. And he gives us a little bit more insight into the team, into some views around some of the news going on in the week. And that doesn't have a set time. That will just release that on a Friday um, when it's available, essentially.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Agreed. Mike? yeah so where can they um, where can they find us
0: they can find
1: us on uh spotify youtube all the good places like wherever you get your podcast we we're usually knocking about and um you know if you get twitter oh yeah Don't twitter get that twitter, twitter. The
3: old link tree on
1: there yeah the twitter link tree is pretty it's pretty cool it's up there in the bio you'll find it you, you you're a talented bunch that listen to this i'm sure um but yeah, I just I just want to say that like if you enjoyed this absolute shit show, then like hit subscribe and all that all that good stuff because it does like help us out. Um, and I think that's that's about it from us.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and else that's to that, um, well, that's something that we have both discussed that we we really wanted to just uh, not necessarily drive home, but we wanted to make clear that. We're not doing this for money. We're not doing this to uh, for any anything of that nature. We're, our plan is to never make any sort of paid tiers for this podcast. Yeah, there's nothing. So like the that. O- the only thing that we that would really help us is those hitting the subscribes, hitting the follows, leaving reviews on the relevant podcast apps. Um, and that that's uh, that's all we ask for. Just those few seconds of your time, if you if you can spare them, and you enjoyed what you heard. Um, and we we will never ask for anything else from you. Yeah, Essentially. nothing
1: at all. Apart from maybe your bank details or whatever. But that would be, yeah, no. no They'll come, we, we come an email. Never, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's that then. Ryan, have you got anything you want to sign off with?
2: No, it's been great fun. I look forward to the future ones as well. I look forward to listening to this back. I look forward to the future of Triple uh, XP. Yeah.
3: and and for anyone that listened today ryan will probably be back on to guest again in probably around eight or nine weeks we haven't finalized the date yet but it'll be um within the next couple of months he'll be back to yeah. talk us through probably just after the ps5 has come out and talk us through what's happening with that
2: if i'm allowed to you know you can always do hashtag bring back ryan um and <laughs> we can push it forward <laughs> earlier if yeah, that's what you want to do but uh, it's up to you guys listeners so <laughs> or you can
3: also do hashtag never let ryan on again yeah that's, a, that's more a, likely a, see what Let's see which one trends first. (laughs) Right. Well, that's it for me. So I'm going to say goodbye.
1: Thanks a lot, guys.